on this episode of The Stewardship of You, we're going to be looking at this thing called biohacking. What is it? And we're going to talk about why I think every single leader should be doing it. All right, all right. Welcome, welcome back, everyone. Glad you are here. Talking about the stewardship of you, about you as a leader, right? Knowing that if you want to be your best, you want to do your best work, your most creative work, you want to be a great pastor, you want to be a great entrepreneur, you want to be an awesome creative, right? You've got to be the best version of yourself. And so we're going to be looking today at the wonderful world of biohacking. Now, I know a lot of you are in in this world. Some of you have no clue what I'm talking about. So we're going to kind of dive in. And I got mixed up in this world. Uh, it sounds like it's like a weird underbelly. You know, it's not, even though it is maybe a little infamous, uh, some folks with some of the crazy stuff that I've seen and heard about people doing. But uh, I got into biohacking a number of years ago. Again, was just trying to figure out how do I get better? Uh, how, how can my mind be sharper? How can I focus more? And started learning about and all the inputs that impacted that. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about that in more detail. So w- what is biohacking, right? So first off, there's a ton of definitions out there. I don't think there's any, I mean, there might be some quote unquote experts and there's some, I guess, professional biohackers, right? That they uh, get paid to experiment on themselves, right? And, and try different things. Uh, in, in one way, we're, we're already all biohackers. We don't maybe do it uh, intentionally or, or, or purposefully, but we've experimented, right? You uh, you eat a huge meal, and then the next day you're like, "Man, I'm not sure, you know, that set right." You know, which on one hand is biohacking. You're thinking about, "Wow, what I put in my body has an impact," you know, on my performance the next day, right? Um, so, so biohacking. Let, let me say it this way. Um, Biohacking for me is, uh, here's, here's how I describe it. It is about trying to get better results with the help of nature, science, technology, data tracking, right? So we're, we're going to use science and things that are, are available to us to better our lives, our minds, our bodies, our productivity, our work, etc. right? So um, it's about, again, trying to take things that are in our environment, things that we can, we can buy or things that we can do or practice, implement that will help us get better. And that's what we all want, right? We all want to get better. I want to be a better leader. I want to be a better communicator, right? I want to be a better creative. I want to produce better content, right? I want to cast compelling vision, right? You get that, right? So uh, so biohacking is about how do we get better? Uh, how do how do we how do we get better at these things? So, um, you know, I want to say too, it's not just about the shortcuts, right? You've got biohacking, so right, the hack is about okay, how can I trim some time off? How can I cheat and all of that? And there's definitely some shortcuts. There's definitely some hey, if you do this thing, it will help speed this up or it will improve that area faster, and and that's a part of it, right? But it's not just about that, right? It's about um, it really is about just the result and trying to get the, the best result, a better result. So um, when it comes to biohacking too, when it comes to the activities or the, the instruments and stuff, and I'll, I mean, I'll share a bunch of the weird stuff that, that I do. Um, 
here and in some future episodes. But so there's a lot of stuff that you can do if you're just getting into this. You can do it and it's free, right? So you can improve your sleep. You can lower stress. There's things you can do, like there's certain breathing exercises you can do. That I mean, that's completely free. I mean, I'm sure someone's charging to, to help you breathe, but there are things that you can do. You know, simple breathing exercises can lower your stress, right? You're going into a big meeting or, you know, an important conversation with a family member. Man, do some breathing exercises, lower your stress, right? That is altering, right? Your chemistry, altering how your body is responding and can help you be better in that moment. Well, then on the other end of the spectrum, there's tons of things that you can do that have, you know, huge cost, right? So you can, you know, get stem cell treatments, you know, um, people get those in their brains to help them, you know, their brains be younger. If you've got, um, you know, you're looking to perform better athletically, right? And you want to, you have a nagging injury, man, get a stem cell treatment. Pretty expensive, even though it, the, it actually is getting cheaper to do that and hopefully will continue to get cheaper. But uh, I mean, you can do things like cryotherapy and get a cryo chamber and those things to, to speed up your recovery, lower stress, improve your sleep and all that. So there's a huge spectrum of what you can do, right? The, the, the cost, the investment that you can make. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to spend tons of money, uh, but you can spend tons of money, you know, and, and, and get some, some cool results and impact because of that. And so like when I got into it, my kind of threshold in the beginning was, Hey, if I can find something for under like 50 bucks, a hundred bucks that, you know, can help me improve in a certain area, you know, I think that's a pretty good investment, right? I'll spend, you know, that much money on books, you know, in a month trying to, to learn more and get better, right. As a, as a leaders are readers, right. You know, the, that, that line, that joke. So, you know, I've invested in books and learning for, for years. Well, I kind of took that same mentality. If I can spend 50 bucks and, you know, this device can help me, you know, get better sleep or it can help me focus more than, you know, I think that's a pretty, pretty good investment. So, and then I've just expanded over time, you know, and, and added more kind of tools to the toolbox. Um, so, so let's talk about, so when you're thinking about biohacking, like what's important, right? What, what should you be looking for? Really? What, if you're, if you're new to this, like what's the posture you should take, right? I know there's a lot of type A's out there, right? We're leaders, we're, um, you know, we want to get stuff done. So kind of brass tacks, like get to the bottom line. So, Here's a couple, um, I don't know, a couple, a couple buckets of, of, of content here that I think are important for us when you're, when you're just getting into this, if you're thinking about, okay, I, I do want to get better, right? I, I want to be a better leader. I want to be a better communicator. You know, what, what should my posture be to, to take this, the, these steps? So first one is this, is that it's, it's all about being intentional, right? So, so biohacking is not, it's not accidental, Right. So, I mean, I guess technically you could accidentally discover something that, you know, helps you sleep better or, or, or you know, helps you, you know, get stronger or whatever. Right. Um, but most of the time it's about being intentional. Right. So it's about paying attention and saying, OK, I'm going to be spe- I'm going to specifically focus on how can I get better at this? How can I uh, improve this? Right. So when when something's intentional, right, you have a plan. Right. So you've, you've thought it out. You're going to track your results. You're going to make adjustments, those things. So I don't know, let, me, let me give you an example. So I'm always looking for ways to improve my sleep. Uh, if you know, you've known me and we've had a conversation over the last few years, you know how much I focus on getting really great quality sleep. 
Uh, quantity helps, but quality is really what matters. Uh, sleep is so important, right? It, it helps your mood, uh, it helps your health, your creativity, your energy, all those things is so important. And so I'm really, really intentional about trying to, again, get the best sleep uh, that I can. So, so for example, uh, for, I think I spent, I think they were less than $50. I think it was under my threshold. There are some more expensive models out there, I know, but I think it was like 45 bucks. I bought my my Bono um, blue light blocking glasses. Now they're technically not Bono glasses, but they kind of look like some of the glasses he wears. And so I wear these at night because they block blue light, right? So my wife thinks I look silly. I think I look like a rock star. And so I'll, I'll take that one since she's not here to, to, uh, to mock me. But, right, so I wear these at night. I'm intentional about that because... Blue light just plays a really important role. Actually, all light does, but blue light specifically plays a really important role in our chemistry and our biology, which impacts our sleep, right? So when our eyes see blue light, it basically sends a message to the body saying, hey, don't produce a lot or any melatonin, right? It's a messenger in our body. It tells our body basically it's like a switch. Hey, cut this on, uh, start producing melatonin, so it starts basically it's time to wind down and it starts this chain reaction in our bodies that basically then uh, uh, eventually leads us and we fall asleep, right? So if you see blue light at night after, you know, after you're trying to, your body's trying to wind down and you want to fall asleep, but your, your eyes are taking in, your body's receiving a lot of blue light. Well, it's not going to flip that switch and your body's is going to delay the production of melatonin, which delays that chain reaction, which delays your ability to fall asleep and get good quality sleep, which then the next day you're going to be tired. You know, you're not going to have the energy, the focus. I mean, again, it's just this chain reaction, right? Well, what are some of the ways that we get blue light? Well, most of our light bulbs are blue light, but the main thing in our lives, right, are the screens, right? So it's our phones, it's iPads, it's TV, right? Uh, these are the main source. So when we're there, you know, we, we lay in bed and we check, you know, one last email or, Hey, let me just read one more article or, you know, Netflix is on the autoplay or Facebook videos or YouTube, whatever you got the autoplay and you just watch one more thing. And that continues to, you know, you continue to have blue light and then that just has this chain reaction, right? So for me, I'm very intentional about, I want to get the best sleep I can get because it has such a profound, profound impact right on my performance and, and, and all the stuff that I'm trying to accomplish the next day. So uh, I wear these glasses almost every night. There's some nights I'll forget or I'll fall asleep beforehand. Uh, but for most nights, that's one of the things I do. I'm very intentional about that. Um, you know, so being intentional, right. And there's all, all kinds of things you can do, right. There's things that you eat, um, breathing extra supplements for nutritional deficiencies, right. Cold showers, there's all kinds of stuff you can do. Uh, to improve your sleep. But, you know, blocking blue light is just a really simple one. It's pretty cheap to do that. You just have to be intentional and then also somewhat not give a rip, you know, what other things. So when you're hanging out with family and they're like, what are you, why are you wearing those glasses? You're like, well, I'm trying to get better sleep so that I can, you know, be a better person, better, better leader, uh, you know, the next day. All right. So intentional, you need to be intent. Biohacking is about being intentional. So it's tracking things. It's, it's creating new habits, right? We're going to do this. We're going to be intentional about that. All right. The next thing is, is this idea of it's, uh, biohacking is about being incremental, right? So a lot of biohacking is about micro improvements, right? It's this, 
this power of the, the power of one percent, right? And, and the energy factor, which is the 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 coaching program that I have for leaders, um, it's comprehensive about all the different facets of our energy and how to improve it. We talk about this power of one percent a lot because um, you know one percent. We're talking about hey, one percent better, one percent improvement really doesn't seem like that much. But the idea is that, is that when you add up this 1%, you know, over time, it makes a huge difference, right? So, you know, if I, if I lose 0.1 pounds, right, there's really no big deal, right? There's, um, you know, your, your spouse doesn't come in like, whoa, and their jaw hits the floor, right? Because like, whoa, you lost 0.1 pounds. It's like this massive transformation, right? Like you've been on Survivor or something. It's not like that. Like they don't notice. You, you don't notice, right? You can't notice. But if you add up that every day for a year, if you just lost 0.1 pounds, you know, every day, incremental, you add that up, that's 36 pounds a year, right? So you're, you're down four pants sizes, you feel better, you look better, like your face is skinnier, right? Your toner, you're sleeping better, right? You got more energy. Like you add that incremental change and it makes a, you know, a huge difference, right? Think about, like in your car, right? You're trying to, you know, get, get better gas mileage. And so you, you put an additive in like uh, in, in the gas to, to get better improvement. Right. And, and it says, Hey, you're going to get, you know, half a, half a mile per gallon. Right. Well, that's, that's not, that's not really a big deal. If you're, you know, running to the grocery store or, you know, running some errands around your house, probably not that big of a deal, but if you're on a long road trip, right. Half a mile, uh, you know, per gallon over, you know, a long road trip could really add up, right? Like when I was in college, I did a number of road trips and the longest one we did, we went from Atlanta to Vancouver up through Canada and Cali all the way, came back down through like Chicago and came back. We did 7,700 miles in eight days, right? That, that half a mile, you know, per gallon adds up, you know, when you're, when you're, when the, when the journey is that long, right? And so, um, when we think about incremental, like just getting this incremental, if we could just get incremental, small change, add that up over time, it makes a huge difference, right? So, um, what's great about the incremental too, is not just individually, right? So you can get incremental change with your sleep, right? And it's going to, it's going to make your sleep better, right? So you're focusing on, on, on that, um, so I wear my blue, you know, my blue glasses, the, the orange glasses at night that block the blue light. So that adds up that, in, that, in, that improves my sleep, but then you can add other inputs where you're getting incremental change, right? So I'm also doing breathing exercises. I have, you know, a mindfulness and prayer, um, practice that I do that helps, you know, lower cortisol. It helps improve my focus, right? I have certain supplements that I take, different amino acids and, and different types of, um, you know, nutrients that I'm, that I might be deficient in that I'm, you know, taking extra supplements for. And then you add all that up and the incremental change, you know, is across many areas of your life and, you know, in your performance, right? So this incremental stuff continues to add up. So when it, when you, when you're getting started again, focus on being intentional and then focus on, being incremental, this incremental growth. Um, so let me talk about my conviction here. Let me get on my high horse for just a minute. So just indulge me why I think all leaders should be biohackers. So, um, I, I believe, and I, and I work, I've, I've worked with leaders for, 
almost my whole career uh, in one way or another. So I'm around, I'm around the leaders a lot and leaders are busy, right? Uh, we talked about this before, you know, a lot of leaders, they're just unhealthy. Uh, there's lots of stress, lots of responsibility. And I think, listen, I think that leaders have a very unique and a very important call in their lives, right? So as a leader, you're not, you're not just responsible for you, right? You're, you have this responsibility for those that you lead, right? So many of you, you lead organizations, you lead churches, you lead, um, you know, nonprofits, right? And so you're in charge. So your decisions, you know, the things that you're in charge of your work impacts other people. It impacts their work. It impacts their families. It impacts, you know, local communities, right? So when you make a decision, when your organization does something, if it's below par or if it's not the best or if you, you know, make a mistake, right, there's consequences, right? And some of you, you impact millions of people, right? Your, your company, what it produces or the content, the education, some of you, it might be even billions of people, right? So business owners, pastors, government leaders, right? I mean, if you're a writer, if you're creative, right, the work that you do impacts lots of other people. So because of that, you know, I think you have a responsibility, right, to those you're leading, those you're influencing to be the best version of you possible, right? And that's why you're listening to this, because I think you believe that, like I believe that. And so this brings us back to stewardship, right? Your life is bigger than you. Your responsibility to be the best version of you is more than just you, right? It's about other people. It's about those that you impact, right? So Here's an example, you know, uh, that I think how, how to kind of tie this together. So clarity and communication are so important, right? I was with the, I was with an organization yesterday talking about, uh, I was doing an, uh, uh, an audit. I was doing an assessment for this organization. And part of what I was doing was talking of, was learning about the, the, the most senior leader, his ability to communicate clearly and just that process and what it's like and how it impacts the organization. And I was talking with some of his, the people that work for him and work on teams that, you know, are, are under his leadership. And there was a lot of tension and frustration because um, some things just weren't clear, right? So there would be, hey, we're going to do this, but the plan of how we're going to get there is not clear. And so it was just causing tension, right? And so I was thinking about, man, the ability to, to, to communicate and speak clearly is so, so, so important, you know, for so many leaders, right? So when you're, you've got ideas or vision, mission, like we want to communicate that clearly. We want to, here's the plan. We will make sure it's clear so people know how to make it happen, right? So let's say, let's say you're the leader of, of an organization, or church, nonprofit, business, whatever, and you are going to up to, hey, this is this is our vision for this coming year, right? This is these are the the, the massive goals. These are the B hacks, right? These are the big, hairy, audacious goals that we have, you know, for this next season, right? So you got these plans and you got this I, you know, these this vision, these ideas, and you want to cast that, you want to make sure everyone's on board and is excited. Right. So what do you do? Right? So you work on the communication, right? So you are, you know listening to podcasts and reading books and, and you listen to the experts, right? And so you, you write this, you, you write out your, your vision talk that you're going to give and you practice it. Maybe, maybe you record it, right? And you edit it. And so everything looks just right. You spend lots of time, you know, trying to, trying to get that done, right? 
and you're focusing right on the output. So you're focusing, you know, a lot of your attention on the, the practical output of, of the talk or the video that, that everyone's going to see to, to get that vision. Right. But what are you doing to make sh- to making sure that your brain is firing on all cylinders to produce the best quality work vision that you can do? Right. So you craft this compelling vision. Right. You want to inspire people. Um, but you've got to be dialed in mentally to do that. Right. You need creative ideas. You need to focus for hours, maybe even days, right? You got to go to an offsite or, or carve out just time in your busy schedule. And you need to make sure that you're getting that really great quality work done, right? Well, tons of leaders, tons of creatives, especially in, in, in our current culture, man, they suffer from things like brain fog, right? So brain fog is, it's not technically a, a, a medical issue. It's, it's actually a symptom of, uh, it's kind of been combined for, for a lot of other potential medical issues, but these are some of the characteristics of, of, of brain fog. Difficult time focusing, lack of mental clarity, poor concentration, easily distracted. You know, think about afternoons, right? After lunch, like, man, you got pings and dings and, you know, alarms and all that. And we have a hard time focusing. And how in the world are you going to, you know, share a, and craft a huge, important vision, you know, for your team or for your organization, if you don't do that, right. If you don't have, if you can't carve out that, that time to do that. So, you know, what, what causes, you know, things like brain fog and, and our ability to, our, our lack of ability to focus and concentrate in those things, stress, lack of sleep, right. Hormone imbalances or hormone changes, the things we eat. So our diets can have a huge impact on that. Um, sometimes there's other mental issues uh, like depression, anxiety, all of those. You combine all of those or, you know, you know, a piece of all of those. And all of a sudden, man, it's going to be really difficult for you to be your best when you're trying to work on this compelling vision. Right. And so uh, what you want is man, you want the right amount of stress, you know, because stress isn't necessarily bad, but too much is. Not enough isn't is, isn't great for you either, but you want the right amount of stress. You want quality sleep, right? You want to make sure you have all the nutrients that you need um, to execute uh, so that your brain is firing on all these cylinders, right? So as a leader, this is where it comes back together. You're going to take responsibility, right, to do the best work possible, which means, you know, you can focus more on the outputs and the inputs that are affecting your ability to do great work. Right. And so this is where I think biohacking and, and this idea of stewardship of you really, really comes together, you know. And so, um, you know, we're, we're going to spend a lot more time here talking about some practical, more practical ways that you can be biohacking um, to, to improve your performance, to improve your work. Um, again, things like cutting your phone off at night, uh, at least put it in dark mode. If you're not going to go get the orange glasses, you know, like I wear every night, there are simple things that you can do to improve your performance. And so the keys are going to be, remember, it's about being intentional. And then it's about seeking that incremental improvement and change, right? This is not, this is not a magic pill. Biohacking is not you know, you take this one magic, you know, magic pill and all of a sudden tomorrow it's like the Captain America transformation, right? That's, that's not what this is about. Uh, it's, it's about getting a little better each and every day, each and every week, getting a little bit better, uh, improving a little bit, getting a little more healthy, having a little more focus, a little more attention, 
and all those things. And you add that up and then you've got, you know, a huge, huge, huge improvement. And so I really think that we should all be biohacking. Um, and so if you want more uh, on this, you can look up the energy factor. That's a, it's a training we do. It goes, dives really deep in that. I've got a, in there, a, a ebook on all the biohacks that I do and, and supplements that I take. It's a huge, a long running list. And I'm constantly updating. And so there's more information there for sure. Uh, lots of supplements you can check out to improve. Um, go to peakenergynutrition.com. It's where our supplements are. It can help your sleep, help your focus, help your energy, all kinds of things you can do there. So thanks for tuning in. We will be back with another episode. We'll, we will dive more into the different ways that as leaders and creatives and entrepreneurs that we can better steward ourselves, that we can better steward the callings that God's given us uh, in our lives. We'll see you then. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, it would be really great if you would leave us a review on your favorite podcasting host, wherever you listen to a podcast. If you could leave us a review, that would be helpful. And as a thank you to all our podcast listeners, go to peakenergynutrition.com and use the code podcast2020 for 10% off all supplements in your order. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon.